Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is Sammy. You're tuned in to the Limitless Podcast Network, where we chat about everything from living with chronic pain to our favorite Disney parks. Keep listening and check out our other podcasts at the end of the show. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Just a little bit of pixie dust. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sammy. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Shall we begin? It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, motivational show! Welcome back, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast, produced by Limitless Broadcasting. Yes, make sure you go to limitlessbroadcasting.com and check it out. So today we're talking about more Muppet movies, which is for like, yeah, you got to do the Kermit impression. You got to do the Kermit. (laughs) (laughs) Which I have a feeling we're on the same page with. Two of them are pretty cool. Yep. One of them, not so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sadly, it's the last one we talk about too. It is because you know mm-hmm. we like to go in order of like year year came out. Yeah, the release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. But there's more trivia for some of these. Yeah, than the last movies, which I found like more trivia that I found interesting mm-hmm. than True. than the last one. So exciting things. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the first one, and if you watch the last episode, you will remember me saying that. This era, when they got into the 90s, they kind of switched gears and are retelling some classic tales. So the first one they retold was A Christmas Carol. Of course, Mm -hmm. it's called The Muppets, or yeah, The Muppets Christmas Carol. Mm -hmm. And then the second one they retold was Treasure Island. So of course, Mm -hmm. it's Muppets Treasure Island. Not much difference on name except adding Muppet in there. Mm -hmm. But the people they got to play in the movies were absolutely phenomenal mm-hmm. alongside the 
alongside the Muppets. It's a little different than the previous movies. The previous movies, they had cameos of people just randomly in. Mm-hmm. This time they actually had like main characters mm-hmm. that were alongside them the whole movie. They started that in Manhattan, but it really took effect mm-hmm. in in these next two movies. Yeah. So we're going to start with The Muppets Christmas Carol. It came mm-hmm. out in 1992. I remember. I still mm-hmm. have it on VHS. It's <laughs> one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So just so you know who we're talking about, Sir Michael Caine plays Scrooge in this movie. So there's a lot of trivia about him. Michael Caine also plays, if you don't know him from The Muppets Christmas Carol, he is Alfred in a lot of the Batman movies. Yes. Pretty much the only way I can describe who he is. Mm-hmm. It's a good way. Yeah, it is. So before production began on the Muppets Christmas Carol, Sir Michael Caine told producer and director Brian Henson. So this is actually Brian's first film mm-hmm. since he lost his dad. Mm-hmm. I am going to play this movie like I'm working with the Royal Shakespeare Company. I will never wink. I will never do anything Muppety. Apparently Muppety is a word. I am going to play Scrooge as if it is an utterly dramatic role and there are no puppets around me. Henson replied, yes, bang on. Because apparently that's an English thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is like <laughs> my favorite fact about this movie. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear it and I've heard it 8,000 times, it makes me smile because I just love it. Mm-hmm. I love Michael King. Because it's true. Like this is one of the few maybe only time that a main character didn't act kooky or Muppety Mm -hmm. around Muppets. Like he played a serious Scrooge, which I think is what made this movie so great is that it was true to the character of Scrooge, even though Mm -hmm. it was a Muppet movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yes. Sir Michael King considers the role of Scrooge to be one of his most memorable characters that he played which is so cool to hear Mm -hmm. because he's done a lot of amazing roles he comes from so many different amazing things Mm -hmm. I mean for crying out loud he's sir so he's been like knighted by the queen which Mm -hmm. is amazing so for this to be one of his most memorable roles is just really cool to see meaning that it just it went really really well Mm -hmm. for this movie so according to producer and director Brian Henson, Gonzo and Rizzo narrate because he wanted to incorporate the narration and prose of the original novel. So that was really cool how he brought that in. And I feel like there was another note. Did I put it in here or did I not? I did not. So I'll add it in. So originally Gonzo and Rizzo were going. Nope. That's for the that's next the movie. That's the next one. I know that's exactly what you're going to say. movie. See, they get, they get all messed up. I agree. It's confusing sometimes. They kept him for, to narrate. Actually, Gonzo was supposed to be one of the ghosts, Mm -hmm. but then he decided to change all that. But anywho, this is the first major Muppet project after creator Jim Henson's death, which I kind of already said. The role of Kermit the Frog was handed down to Steve Whitmire. He said he was incredibly nervous about taking over such an iconic character, which totally makes sense. He said he was incredibly nervous about, or I said that already, the night before he recorded Kermit's songs for the movie, he had a dream where he met Henson in a hotel lobby and told him how unsure he was. In the dream, Henson reassured Whitmire that the feeling would pass. After waking up, Whitmire was confident and able to do the part. Mm. That's an interesting dream. Mm-hmm. He's he was that anxious that he kind of manifested mm-hmm. Jim in his mm-hmm. dreams. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of cool to know how. I mean, if we 
if we were going to take on some role of some amazing character, like, oh boy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm qualified to follow you. Exactly. So I get it. I would be nervous too, to be that big of a part. Mm -hmm. Yes. So this movie is also dedicated to the memory of Jim Henson and Richard Hunt. Henson created the Muppets, of course, and Hunt was best known as his voice of Scooter. So we lost both of them prior Mm -hmm. to this movie. Together, Hunt and Henson also performed the characters of Statler and Waldorf. So not only did we lose like some of our other iconic characters, we lost Mm -hmm. the main voices of my two favorite characters. Mm -hmm. Sad. Sad. This is the first Muppet movie where Kermit the Frog isn't the lead role, which is very true. He's yeah. not. Yeah. Michael Caine. Michael Caine is the main role. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of there, which I think is a good thing for other people mm-hmm. to to be in main areas. This movie did modestly well at the box office, but suffered due to the competition from Home Alone 2 mm-hmm. Lost in New York. Mm-hmm. If they would have waited and mm-hmm. did this the next winter, they would have done so much better. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. It was just timing. Yeah. And who's, I mean, who's going to play compete with Macaulay Culkin? Like this movie or Home Alone 2 rivaled Home Alone mm-hmm. in just everything. So mm-hmm. they, it was a lose-lose situation. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it actually, like I'm looking ahead, it didn't do great in the box office at all, but really I don't think that should reflect the quality of the movie no. because it's, like so much better than what Mm -hmm. the box office number is. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the movie is the first production to exclude Muppet characters from Sesame Street, which we kind of talked about last episode that their last movie was Muppet Takes Manhattan. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So like I said, it didn't do too well in the box office. So it's actually the sixth in adjusted performance for Muppet box Mm -hmm. movie, 27.3 million, which was adjusted to 61 million. But just because yeah. it didn't do too great doesn't mean it's not a fantastic movie. This is like one of the top top three in my mind mm-hmm. uh, of Muppet movies done. Yeah, I feel like probably after being in theaters, like the rewatch factor is probably high for this one mm-hmm. versus some of the I others. watch it every Christmas. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it's a good classic Christmas movie. So- you know, mm-hmm. to factor that in. Yeah. So the only, yeah, the only, the only popular human that was in it was Michael, was Sir Michael Caine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this was a primarily Muppet movie, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So what do you think about it, Sammy? Well, it's a classic, like we just are alluding to. Yeah. I enjoyed the Rizzo Gonzo interaction, the entire movie doing the narrations. I think they were good choices because they told the story, but they also inflicted some humor into it, which let's be honest, the story is not the most cheerful story in the world that they could have picked. (laughs) So they were a good way to kind of lighten the mood, add a little bit of jokes into it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I just, there's nothing to say about the Scrooge. It's the way he played Scrooge is just so good. Like you don't really think about the fact that you're watching a Muppet movie. There's a little bit of the silliness and all that obviously comes mm-hmm. with it, but it's just the way he played Scrooge. It's just so serious. It's not as goofy as yeah. the other movies, but it didn't bother me in this one. 
like it well when we get to the different different movie coming up. Yeah. But <laughs> this one it did not bother me the way it was presented. I think they just did a really great job in, mm-hmm. in doing it. And I I feel like some of the Muppets that they Muppets that they used for the ghost, which you kind of allude to, I know in a second, they felt more less Muppety and more like the creature element yeah. almost to a certain extent. Yeah. So yeah. um as I see that you were not necessarily a fan and I would agree with you on on that case but they were well done yeah. i can't argue they were. that yeah mm-hmm. they were i'm gonna let you go because you have your third point <laughs> i will we'll discuss so go ahead I'll, I'll i'll get to that one in a minute yes um, mm-hmm. i have other things i want to discuss about this yes. movie mm-hmm. so it is like i said it's one of my favorites i always watch it at christmas time it's just it's such a good retelling of this story that we really go to every single Christmas. Like it's all about what's important, Mm -hmm. success, selfishness, all the things that's not important. Family, love, giving is important. So I love how, I mean, Mickey, Mickey did it with his Christmas Carol. There's a bunch of different types of Christmas carols that are retold, but this is definitely one of my favorites just because of number one, Michael Caine and how he portrays Scrooge. And you can definitely see the arc change, mm-hmm. how they portray the ghost. Now I have the ghost, like Gonzo was supposed to be a ghost. Scooter was mm-hmm. supposed to be a ghost and Miss Piggy was supposed to be a ghost. Mm-hmm. So happy. They did too. Yeah. It is better the way they did it. Yes. Even so though much they're better a little than what they did. creepy. Yeah. 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 And yeah, the future scene, I mean, the past and the present, I can usually get through. The future scene's always that scene where it's like, it's, it's always scary, no matter which movie you watch. And they use more of the, like the creature type ones that, oh, that character, what is his name? He's in the newest, he was in the first new one where he's like with the bad guy, the blue character with the, the, the thing. Oh my gosh. But you know who I'm talking about. Yes, I think and he I'm was totally blanking on his name right now. But, but it's yes. like those types of creatures that are in this and it it really makes you feel like, oh, this is not good. Like mm-hmm. things, yeah. things ended badly for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the last point that always trips me up in this movie, even though it is my favorite movie, this is my Muppet trip up that I just can't get past. And it's always Kermit and Piggy. And it's the fact that they have kids in this movie Two of them are frogs and two of them are pigs. The frogs are boys. The pigs are girls. Okay. Frogs. <laughs> Makes sense. Sort of. You need a female to lay the eggs. So I don't know where that came from. <laughs> it just, it just like my anatomy brain is like, this doesn't work. No. And it messes me up. I know they're Muppets. I know it's like supposed to not make sense, but I can't understand it it just it's just so weird okay so we're gonna do a little callback so in the muppet caper in the muppet caper they say that kermit and bozzy are twins when they show the dad dad is like a green it's he's weird looking but he's like a green looking bear frog hybrid okay so Uh at least you can kind of see it to a certain extent but yeah, I feel like, okay, if they were going to just do the kid route, which we're not going to think too hard about how the kids came to be, because, okay. It, the way they look doesn't make any sense. Because they're literally like mini Kermits and mini Miss Piggies. Like the exact look. And it's bizarre. 
they didn't even they could have at least made the pigs green or something you know like something well and i wonder if they would if they would have done that if it would have taken away it would have distracted the kids from the actual story at hand maybe but then why put them together like i know whatever kermit and piggy have this weird love story but we're not even they're not mm-hmm. even kermit and piggy in this movie right. they're mr and mrs cratchit so why why didn't they have a female frog and have all their little tadpoles yes or why wasn't kermit the nephew mm-hmm. and there was a male pig being or i don't know maybe they could have just done any other they could have done something else yeah they could have just done any other muppets yeah honestly they didn't have to do those two they could just pick someone else yeah give kermit a different role give her something else yeah they could have they could have figured it out yeah i agree yeah okay Mm -hmm. that's weird (laughs) anything else about christmas carol no i think that covers the the strangeness at the end Mm -hmm. all right so now we're going into the next retelling, which is Muppet Treasure Island. This came out in 1996. So what did I say? Four years later? Yeah, four years later. Mm-hmm. This one, I've never read the original Treasure Island, but I'm guessing this one is a goofier retelling of this story. Yeah, I have a feeling, I can't remember if I've ever actually read it, but I'm pretty sure it's a little darker than the Muppet version. Which is to be expected. Yeah. Well, I mean, even like uh, Treasure Planet from mm-hmm. Disney, which is a retelling of Treasure Island in a space is more dark than yes. this one. So before I do the trivia, good to know if you've never seen this, Captain Long John Silver, who is the main antagonist, is played by Tim Curry, which is like an amazing choice. Love Tim Curry. So good. So Tim Curry had been a huge fan of the Muppets for years before doing this movie. He actually stated in many interviews that he regards Captain Long John Silver as one of his favorite roles, which is so awesome. Mm -hmm. Tim, because of his love of Muppets, was actually given a Muppet made in the likeness of him as Long John Silver after shooting was completed because of his big fanness of the Muppets. I want a Muppet that looks like me. So jealous of him right now. Yeah. So jealous. So after Jim Henson's death, Ralph the dog was not recast for several years as he was considered the character closest to Henson's actual personality, which tells you a lot, Mm -hmm. even more so than Kermit the Frog. In this movie, Ralph appeared but did not speak in the first scene set in the tavern. Oh, you put emojis. Well, he wasn't in Christmas Carol either. Like I know, but the fact that they put him in the movie that what bothered me didn't bother me, but. They put him in this movie, but they purposely just had him in the background and didn't speak. And that was a way to help honor Henson. I was just like, oh my goodness. Tears. Just, it just got to my heart a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So Jim Hawkins, who is the main boy in the, in the movie, Mm -hmm. he is played by Kevin Bishop. Kevin Bishop went through. I found this so funny mm-hmm. and it makes after I hear after I saw this trivia I'm like oh my annoyance now makes sense yeah so Kevin Bishop actually went through puberty during the filming of this movie so they had to overdub his singing performances with older recordings of the songs 
but his voice i'm getting ahead into my opinions yeah we're going to discuss that for sure grief don't worry we'll Ah, we'll have a conversation about it Mm -hmm. okay i just mm. anywho long john silver offers the captain okay i thought this was really interesting because i never understood this joke so i Mm -hmm. now understand it Mm -hmm. my very own best brandy laid down by the brothers of buckfast abbey even as an adult i'm like i don't get it i don't understand so this is the joke and it even says that it's often lost on u.s audiences because it's not a u.s thing Mm -hmm. i'm guessing it's a it's a um english thing Mm -hmm. buckfast tonic wine commonly known merely as buckfast is a caffeinated and fortified wine sold in the british isles Rather than being a best brandy, it is known for being cheap, but highly alcoholic and mm-hmm. therefore often drunk by those who prize getting as drunk as possible for as little money as possible. So Americans, my adults who have drank and my teenagers who have and you shouldn't have yet. I mean, let's be real. Mm-hmm. Buckfast is to England as, oh, what's it called? P- uh, oh, shoot. What's that cheap beer called? that they used to drink when we were younger oh um starts with a p or b shoot i had it and now it's gone naughty naughty light have you heard of that yeah i only know about it because my brother that's so sad mom and dad if you're listening to this i don't yeah i didn't say a word you don't know what i'm talking anywho so okay so buckfest is to the british as naughty light is to America. Yeah, there we go. I don't know if it's as alcoholic as uh, at Buckfast, but I know people drink naughty, multiple lotties to get as drunk as possible. Mm-mm. So in that scene, what we're saying is that John Long John Silver was trying to get Kermit and them drunk so he could get the map. Exactly. Yes. Did not work. But now we understand. Mm-hmm. Now when you watch it, you're like, I know what you're doing. Long I time. get that joke. I got okay. you. So David Bowie and Mick Jagger were both seriously considered for the role of Long John Silver before Tim Curry. David Bowie had also been considered for another pirate role, Captain James Hook and Hook. Did not know any of that. I'm sorry. Interesting. I'm sorry. David Bowie will always in my head be Mm -hmm. the Goblin King in... Labyrinth. The labyrinth. I'm uh-huh. sorry. You can't yeah. be a pirate. You are a goblin king. Nah. Mick Jagger also. I'm like, I don't see it. But Mick Jagger was, no, it wasn't Mick Jagger. Who played Johnny Depp's pirate daddy? It wasn't Jagger. Never mind. I thought it was Jagger for a second. He looks like a pirate. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. not Mick Jagger then together. Either way, David Bowie and Mick Jagger would not be good for that role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> David Bowie is Hook in Hook. Yeah, no. Strange. <laughs> not buying it. Mm-hmm. Anywho, moving on. Unlike the four previous Muppet movie, Muppet movies, Muppet Treasure Island debuted at number one spot at the box office until it's upon its initial release. So it actually did really well at the box mm-hmm. office, which makes sense. It's a fun movie mm-hmm. of the retelling it just it does really well Agreed. you got a better you kind of got a better cast Kermit again is not the main character in the movie nope. you got Jim Gonzo and Rizzo Hala Gonzo and Rizzo love mm-hmm. them they're hilarious in this movie mm-hmm. so it did really well in the box office 
or it did really well in the lineup. It did yeah. number one. Mm -hmm. Walt Disney Pictures had the option to greenlight another Muppet movie after this, but after the Jim Henson Company announced a co-production deal with Sony, uh-oh, mm -mm. shortly before the film opened, Disney rejected that option. Disney would not make another Muppet feature film until the Muppets in 2011. By that point, they owned all the rights to the Muppet characters. So, Crazy. learning this, that the Muppets decided to go with Sony for their next movie mm -hmm. tells us why it sucks. Just saying. We will get there. We'll get there. But it's like, it's like a precursor. Mm -hmm. It's a precursor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so they, Disney does own all the Muppet stuff now, which is nice. Yeah. But mm -hmm. this movie grossing wise was the fourth highest adjusted gross Muppet movie. It originally made 34.3 when you adjusted it 72 mil. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be higher just because it did so well in the box office, but I don't know what it was competing against in 96 no, yeah. mm -hmm. because Lion King was 95. So mm -hmm. I don't think anything Disney related, it was like high Disney mm -hmm. relation was competing. So yeah, but I, I so there probably wasn't anything was. amazing to mm -hmm. like make it work for mm -hmm. its thing. Yeah. The only two cameos, again, big cameos. Well, let me rephrase that. The two main cameos with, was Tim and Kevin. Mm -hmm. Oh, shoot. Billy Bones was played by a very popular character. Last name's Conley. Don't remember the first. Billy mm -hmm. Conley, maybe? Something like that? This is a, I don't think it's Billy. No, something Conley. I'll have to look it up. But there was some other really good cameos in there. <laughs> Billy Bones was probably my favorite scenes they were so much fun mm -hmm. really should have looked this up i thought i'd remember it was it was buzz billy conley <laughs> was it billy? billy i think conley. i was like i'm i'm just like no his character is billy and i was like no we must remember billy conley okay good job i am right good job thank you so what was i i've talked a lot what was some of your favorite things about this movie so as you said tim curry Tim Curry and Tim Curry. Awesome. I love him in everything. He is an amazing actor. He's so funny. And he is another one that is good about doing the serious and the silly and tying them in together. And it's very mm -hmm. believable in how he plays the character. And he's a very good, a good actor to bounce off of the Muppets. So I think the casting is just spot on. It was great. I just, and I, I know he's the bad guy, but I just love him every time he's on screen in the movie, regardless. So. He's very lovable bad guy. Like yes. you, you kind of like him. Mm -hmm. They even make it though. so you like him. Yeah. Even though. And I mean, even when he's singing his song at the end and you shouldn't be rooting for him, but I was like, this is great. Yep. <laughs> I love it. Sam Eagle. Sam Eagle. He he finally is hanging out had with a bigger part in this movie. Mm -hmm. And I was very happy for that because, you know, we both love Sam Eagle. Uh, but it is a very good thing that he was not in charge, in charge, because I'm fairly certain there would have, A, been no singing on the boat whatsoever, which does not work well with Muppet movies. And B, they would have all been shot and or forced to walk the plank because he seems not very interested in their nonsense 
but then they probably wouldn't have had the problems they had. So he would have been helpful in that sense, but that was the entire crew basically at that point. So yeah. it would have been like him by himself. Cause you know, Gonzo would not have made it. And Gonzo was no. a good guy. Rizzo. Mm-mm, no, mm-mm, no, no. He does not tolerate them. So yeah. he would have been alone on the boat. And I don't think you can really run the boat by yourself. So no, yeah, no bad you, not, you know, kind of needed them. Like you said, Gonzo and Rizzo are together again, and they are always amazing. Killing it in this movie again. Love them every time they're on screen. Cannot mm-hmm. get enough of them. They yep. should forever be paired together. It's hilarious. Yes. And so you're talking about, obviously, this is based on the novel, and it's a little sillier. And but so, they break. Yes, they do break the fourth wall. <laughs> yes. But one of the other things I enjoyed was... You got all these characters in these period outfits and they're, mm-hmm. they're fitting in. It makes sense. And then Rizzo <laughs> invites some rats on to cruise with them. It's a pirate cruise who are clearly in like modern day outfits doing modern day things. <laughs> Do not seem to understand that they're interrupting a movie. <laughs> they even discuss. And here's the island that was used from up at Treasure Island. It's that kind of silly stuff that I love about the Muppets mm. when they tie them in. Yes. So the fact that they were constantly popping up just at random times and it was perfect mm-hmm. to break up some of the serious roles again. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It's a little silly thing they did all throughout the movie and it was hilarious. Yes. And then at the end, they're the ones who got the treasure out of the, the ocean. So <laughs> uh, it was just too funny. Oh. And then like we were kind of discussing too, I really enjoy when the Muppets retell classic things like the Christmas Carol in this, I think they should do more of that. If they're going to do another movie, mm-hmm. movie, why not do more things like this? Just saying they do it very well. They should retell Sherlock Holmes. That would be a good one. That'd be hilarious. They would do a very good job at retelling that. Yeah, there are so many classic things. I think that they would do an excellent job. I read. This is very true. Mm-hmm, honestly, this is very true. Yeah, but like you said, the fourth wall thing. Another reason why this movie works because you got to include us in the audience. You got to do the little j- in jokes, like I said, Tim Curry song at the end. Yeah, stay in the middle of the song. This is the only number I have, so stop interrupting me. Right? I mean, like the <laughs> quick, quick. Yep. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yes. It's just a fun movie, like you said. Well, and speaking of, I for, I didn't put this in the I didn't put this in the trivia, but it's like so funny. I don't know why I didn't do it. And I almost said it in the wrong movie. Gonzo and Rizzo mm-hmm. folks were supposed to be two they were originally going to be take Jim Hawkins mm-hmm. from the book and split him into two characters. One of them was going to be Jim, one of them was going to be someone named Hawkins. But then they decided to bring Kevin Bishop in and have them be their friends. I think it would have been interesting, but mm-hmm. I am glad they brought in one person for, for yeah. them. It made more sense. Because mm-hmm. Gonzo and Rizzo, I don't think could have been in those serious moments that needed mm-hmm. to happen with Jim. Yeah. Like in the yeah. previous movie, they were the narrators. So that gave them yeah. the leeway in that case. But yeah, mm-hmm. for this, it would have been hard to do those little silly bits yeah. that they do. Gonzo and Rizzo just aren't serious people no they're always cracking something especially Rizzo oh my gosh 
very Chris silly. is always like complaining about something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. Hey guys, this is Robert Brooksby from Limitless Broadcasting and the Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain. Your donations allow us to deliver high quality content to you, the listening audience. So please head over to LimitlessBroadcasting.com today and donate so we can deliver high quality content to you tomorrow. Thanks and let's get back to the show. Okay, so I I love Guns on Rizzo. I've already said it. She said it. They're mm-hmm. the stars alongside Kevin Bishop and, and Tim Curry in this one. Mm-hmm. Gives us more variety than Kermit, which I do love. Not mm-hmm. that I don't love Kermit, but there's so many amazing Muppets that they can showcase that I'm glad they're showcasing two of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I want, this is so off topic, I want a Statler and Waldorf movie. Just putting that out there. They should do um, one. They really should. It'd be amazing. They could. Mm -hmm. The fact that they were only on the ship made me very sad. Like I wanted more of Sattler and Waldorf. And they were, they had what, like, I felt like, like what, two lines. Yeah, that was it. Like, seriously. Like we needed more. Yeah. Come on people. Mm -hmm. But I will say this is probably my favorite Muppet movie. Mm -hmm. Like I can see that. It's one that I can watch over and over again. It's just so cool. There's a couple weird things and a couple things that bug me, but I mean, all Muppet movies, there's something on their Muppet movie that bugs mm-hmm. me. But this one, I truly like, I love watching over and over I agree. Mm-hmm. Speaking of things that bug me a little bit. Here we go. Miss, we're going to start with Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy on the island was always weird to me. Like yeah. her with a pirate. Multiple. Yeah, okay. Pirates. Yeah, apparently she also dated Long John. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I mean, she found her piggy tribe that took her in and let her be queen because, mm-hmm. you know, she's very bossy. That was the word that came to my mind, too. Yeah, that's the only bossy. It's a nice word mm-hmm. that's coming to my mind. But it just yeah. is always so weird with me. Like you were on like, really, you were on a ship with Captain Flint and you knew he was a bad person. How did you get involved with him after being with Kermit? And just it right. just didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, I agree. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, she just I was mean, trying I'm, to say something about she was like lonely or something. And I mean, I'm all for the bad boy when it comes to pirates. I mean, hello, mm-hmm. Johnny Depp, Jack. We do love some Jack. Oh, yeah. like love him, but yeah. really, Captain Flint. They showed Captain Flint in this movie. He's not that attractive. So what the mm-hmm. heck, Piggy? No. Mm-mm. Anywho, I agree. There's that, and then the other thing. The main boy, Jim, played by Kevin Bishop. This is nothing against Kevin. This is not his choice to do this, but his voice, his singing voice. Let me rephrase that. His singing voice drives me insane. I can agree I understand he is supposed to be a boy before puberty, and I understand that they can sing a little bit higher, Mm -hmm. but holy crap, did you want him to break glass? Like, seriously? That was way too high for any sort of a... any sort of compilation of music, like bring it down a I little agree. bit. I oh my goodness. The first song, I just fast forwarded through it. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's such a high contrast because you got Tim Curry singing real low, and then you got Kevin up in this like atmosphere that no one else Play. is up in. I'm like, you can, Tim's low enough, you can bring him down a little bit. You can just, adjust here, just 
bring him down to an alto two. You don't need him up in the high ranks of alto one. Like this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the yeah. fact that he started going through puberty and they still wanted him to have that high of a voice. I'm like, Mm-mm. no, okay, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That's like the one thing that like really like, ugh, makes I'm me with you on that though. Cringe. It's very hard to listen to. So the nicer things that I like, I love Billy Bones. Yeah. The whole Billy Bone scene mm-hmm. is so funny. Mm-hmm. He just does it so much of a job. He's like cracking up. He's making, he's like just loud and obnoxious. And they're like, oh yeah, Billy. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever, whatever. whatever. And then all of a sudden the pirates show up and he's a blind pirate and they're trying to find him. And he thought <sighs> Kevin was a girl, which I thought was funny. That had um, me laughing so hard too. So funny. Yeah. And then finally he gets him and he hands him this black spot, which when you think about when any sort of pirate lore has the black spot, I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean 2 has it. What's his face? Squid face. You keep doing this. <laughs> Squid face. Good face pirate. Davy Jones. Thank you. you Davy Jones. Gives... I can't think of anything but what you said. Okay. I'm sorry. Davy Jones gives Jack the black spot. Like it's all over uh-huh. pirate lore. So the black spot is like this thing, but it just, they made it so funny mm-hmm. because he just dies of just pretty much he he dies of fear Mm -hmm. is pretty much what it is because of this black spot Mm -hmm. but the funniest part about the black spot in this movie for me was when tim curry they're mad at him because the treasure's Mm -hmm. not there because piggy finds it Mm -hmm. because she knows where it is and they like tie him up and they're like give it to him give it to him Mm -hmm. and they give him the black spot and he's like really on a page of the Bible mm-hmm. and like starts condemning them to hell oh and all these goodness. things. It's like you're pirates. Like this. No, okay. No. Whatever. But there's always, and it's funny because always in these pirate movies, there's always some sort of reference to the Bible. I mean, in this one, it was that um, in pirates of the Caribbean, he's like reading the Bible. He's like, what are you doing? Reading the Bible. You can't read it's the thought that counts or something like that. Love that line. Yeah, it's just so silly. Um, uh-huh. So funny. It just, I don't know. I just love, I just love this movie. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. Other than Kevin Bishop's little yeah. prepubescent voice, which is not his fault. That was, mm-hmm. he did not write the music. No. But I just, it's like yeah. nails on a chalkboard. I agree. I just, I can't get through it. So I just I skip. Yeah. I need to do that next time. Yeah, I, just, I forgot about it. And then all of a sudden it was there. I'm like, oh, oh, I oh, got, oh, I got just a little bit into the song and I was like, no. All right, folks, we are here for the last one. Ugh, I'm giving a cringe face for all of you who are just listening. Mm-hmm. The last movie is, is it Muppets in space or Muppets from space? I thought it was from space. Okay. Well, earlier we said Muppets in space, so I just didn't know if I wrote it wrong. So Muppets from space, whatever, was released in 1999. I don't remember it being released. I don't think I watched it till college. And honestly, I think I watched it because it was like a VHS in the library and we were bored. So we watched Mm it, Mm -hmm. but it's not so great. No, it's not so great at all. No. So the premise of it is, and and I understand the premise, like the premise was actually really good Mm -hmm. in theory. The -hmm. premise is, is poor Gonzo, who has been classified as a whatever, Mm -hmm. wants to know where he's from. Right. 
and yada 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 in this movie he comes to find out he's an alien makes sense which really does make sense but they didn't execute it right it's executed so wrong but before we get into more of that let's go through the Mm -hmm. trivia so there this is a really cool kind of moment Mm -hmm. bob the sheep bob the -hmm. sheep was voiced by 11-year-old Christina Donnelly, who got the opportunity through the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Mm-hmm. Given a choice between acting in a Muppet film or voicing a puppet of her own, she chose the puppet. Near the end of her film, time filming, Steve Whitmire and Dave Golzy, I don't know how to say that last name, yeah. presented her with a special edition of the Henson News Observer, which you kind of see randomly in some of the movies, and a bag full of the of Muppets merchandise. She also kept the puppet she voiced, which I thought that was cool. What would you do if you had a choice between voicing a Muppet or just acting in the Muppets? Okay, if I voiced a Muppet and I got to keep the Muppet, I would voice the Muppet. So you would choose to voice the puppet if you get to keep the puppet? Yes, I, I think that's what I would do too. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be more fun to try to do the voice than actually be myself. I think so too. I think it would be more fun. Because I don't think I'm that funny in person. Like I can make people laugh, but I still don't think, but it's just me being dumb, not being actually (laughs) funny. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. You're so funny. Okay. I'm just, I'm not one of those funny people. I'm not a comedian. Mm -hmm. It's not what I do. Mm -hmm. All right. So this was the first Muppet movie not to be a traditional musical film with original score. Mm -hmm. Instead, the soundtrack is primarily classic soul and funk tracks, which is another reason why this movie's horrible because it's not, it's not a traditional one. It's not Mm -hmm. original music and Mm -hmm. Muppets do better with original music. Yes. This part is really sad. Mm -hmm. This is the last Muppets movie to have Frank Oz's involvement. Mm -hmm. As is available for most of production, wasn't available for most of production. So substitute puppeteers performed his characters and Oz dubbed the voices during post-production. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is, I don't know. Wait, when did Oz die? Has Oz died yet? Well, I wonder if, stuff today. I know, because I don't think of these things until we're talking about it. Because he is the puppeteer he's still alive he's still alive alive. so was he involved in the new muppet movies like that he was he was involved in the new muppet movies okay so this because he was in the 2011 muppet okay or at least that's what it's saying on here maybe he just produced what did you do he's had to have been involved in some way he had to be better than this though yeah. So this isn't okay. So let's rephrase. This is the last Muppet movie that he's a part of up to 2011. Yes. Because all the other ones after this, like this one stunk anyways. He wasn't like involved in this one. He just dubbed voices. Right. He didn't mm-hmm. call shots. He wasn't there for the performance. Because honestly, mm-hmm. I feel like if he was there, this wouldn't have stuck so much. Right. It would have been better. Would have been better. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for Brian Henson. Like he just did not do well with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, and according to Brian Henson, the Jim Henson company originally planned to release the film around February 2000. Columbia wanted it to be one of their big summer movies, rushing production and causing less time for advertising. Mm -hmm. It also competed with the 1999 Inspector Gadget. Mm -mm. Yeah. So, 
they were rushed, which makes sense because it was mm-hmm. horrible. They didn't have Frank on set with them all the time. They were competing with Inspector Gadget. Literally, Columbia set them up to fail. Yeah, it was not well done all around. Yeah, not at all. Like, I don't even remember it coming out into theaters. We were in sixth grade. Yeah. Going to be in sixth grade, something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. remember either. Yeah, I thought this was funny. Um, While promoting the 2011 Muppets movie in Germany, Kermit told Energy Berlin 103.4 that with all due respect to Muppets from space, um, you don't want that to be the last movie you ever do. You want to do a better one. Yikes. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense. Tells you everything right there. Mm-hmm. Well, and then in February 2000 interview, Frank Oz described the film as not up to what it should have been and not the movie that we wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. So just lots of lots of problems just yes. all over the place. Mm-hmm. For sure. And this was the last one the- the- theologically. <laughs> last one released in theaters yes. until 2011. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is literally at the bottom of the totem pole of Eighth in adjusted Muppet box performance, originally made 16.6 mil adjusted. That's only 30.3 mil. Yeah, it's that's not good. It lost money. It did. It, it lost a lot of money. back from what I yeah. understand. So yeah. So this movie actually tried to go back to more different cameos in it mm-hmm. than it used to or than the, the previous two we talked about today. Mm-hmm. There was actually a lot of good cameos in this movie. Yeah. Sadly, it just still didn't do so well. Mm-mm. So first ones, Katie Holmes and Joshua Jackson were among the crowd awaiting the spaceship landing on the beach. If you don't know who they are, you're in a rock. But they were in Dawson's Creek. They're very big actors still to this day. But yeah, it was it was one of those, like when they came on screen, I'm like, oh, look, Dawson's Creek. Yep. That mm-hmm. was my first reaction. And then F. Murray Abram, which I don't know who that is, but he plays Noah in Gonzo's Dream, which I thought was very odd. Like, poor Gonzo being said, no, I'm sorry, you can't come on the on the ark. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, Noah wouldn't do that, but okay, mm-hmm. I understand. Steve Whitmire, who's been playing Kermit, was the rainbow hippie giving Bunsen and Beaker a ride. Let's see here. Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. was in this one and he was a villain, mm-hmm. kind of in a way. Yeah. Ricky Boyd, John Kennedy, Peter Linz, and Drew Massey were followers in Cape Doom scene, in the Cape Doom scene. Don't know who any of those four people are. No. But apparently they're big people. Uh-huh. David Arquette is Dr. Tucker. He's a sadist scientist that works at Covent. Coven, C-O-V-E-N-T, when they, when Gonzo gets taken away by the government. The bad guys, yeah. Yeah. Ray, is it Leota? Yeah, is Ray Leota. Mm-hmm. Ray Leota is a guard gate. Kathy Griffin is a female armed guard. Who did she fall in love with? Was it Gonzo? Or Animal. Rizzo? Animal. Animal, that's right. Mm-hmm. She fell in love with Animal, which I thought was really funny for like oh, someone falling in love with Animal. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, Josh Charles was Agent Barker, another operative of Covent. Mm-hmm. Covent. The bad guys. The, the bad people, the government. That's what I you know. The bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. 
we'll go with that. So we all know we don't like this movie very well. So I don't yeah. know if I should have put like fave things on there. I should have just I was put our opinion. To. Yeah. I what do you think, Sammy? So, okay. So as you've said, the feel of this movie is different. The pacing is off. It felt too serious. Like it had some Muppet gags in it, but it didn't have it balanced the way all yeah. of the previous movies did. So it Great. just felt like too much of a serious storyline for the Muppets. There was no musical performances. Like you said, it was just the music over it, which as soon as it comes on and they do that, I'm just like, it's weird. I don't like it. It, is. it just didn't feel like it fit. It's weird. Yeah. They should just come up with the musical numbers. Mm-hmm. The opening though with Noah was kind of funny. I it feel was. bad for Gonzo because obviously I love Gonzo. I said that, yeah. but what had me dying laughing was the way Noah like comes back and Gonzo's thinking like, oh, he's gonna get on, and Noah's like, here's an umbrella. You might need this. I was just like, I don't think that's gonna be enough. <laughs> no. But okay, thanks for the umbrella, Noah. <laughs> oh, that part didn't have me cracking up. Mm-hmm. I, I want to love the movie because Gonzo is the main star and I adore Mm -hmm. Gonzo. I love him, Mm -hmm. but it's just not working. He just comes across as too kooky in the wrong way. I understand Mm -hmm. no one believes him because he's talking about aliens and stuff, but it just, it doesn't have the the fun feel that the other Mm -hmm. movies did. But I do, I like Jeffrey Tambor a lot. I've seen him in a lot of things that I enjoy watching. So to have him as one of the, the main villain, I did enjoy that because he's another actor that I think was cast correctly because of the way yeah. he would play for the Muppets and those silly things that he has to talk about and do. Mm-hmm. It's a great man for that. But him and then Bobo the Bear together, they were pretty funny because Bobo the they Bear were. just has no idea what he's doing ever in his life. And <laughs> every time he just says anything, I just laugh. Because the way he, the, the character delivers the line. Bobo's so much funny. It's so funny to me. Yeah. So those parts, I really, when they were together, I thought they were pretty funny. I liked those. Mm-hmm. Trying to come up with positive things. And one of the biggest positives to me was Pepe finally makes his movie debut. So yes. it was nice to have him so involved. And not just a little bit, like he was very involved in the mm-hmm. plot. Because yes. I love Pepe. He's a great mm-hmm. addition to the cast. So. That was another good thing. But other than that, I was just like, is it over yet? I'm just ready for this to be done. Over? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I really don't have anything positive in mind. (laughs) It's not my favorite. It's at the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. Definitely think they could do better. They could have done better with it. I I really wish they would have done better with it for Gonzo's sake because Gonzo Mm -hmm. is such an amazing character. I mean, they found Gonzo's people. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I agree with how they did it, but they found them. Mm -hmm. But it does have a good theme of who and what is really your family. It's Mm -hmm. not just blood, it's family. Like, I mean, Sammy and I, we've known each other for almost 22 years and we're family, even though we are not blood related. Like, it's just, yeah, that's, that's, life itself i think some of the reason why this also had issues is because it wasn't disney like disney had no part in it Mm -hmm. disney had a part in all the other ones like even some sort of influence and there was no disney influence in this at all Mm -hmm. i know people hate on disney because disney rules the world but let's be Mm -hmm. real people disney know how disney knows how to make their crap like Mm -hmm. yeah so i think that's part of it but probably yeah 
Yeah, there's not much more I could say about this movie mm-hmm. without like totally tearing it apart. I did realize as we were talking, I'm like, you know what we didn't talk about in Muppet Treasure Island? Hmm. Fozzie's character. We did not mention Fozzie. Or <laughs> was it thumb or finger? It was his thumb. It's it the thumb. Yeah. Talk to his thumb. Oh, good. No, because a little person. A little people inside his thumb. Yeah. A person little person inside his thumb. And his thumb. That's so bizarre. The whole, it was such. <laughs> so funny. I, so I funny. To, Okay. So since we're going back to that, I think for those movies, they also did a great job of selecting the right Muppet when they yes. did. Yes. Only Fozzie could have done that. It yep. would not have worked with any of the other characters. Nope. So that was great casting mm-hmm. on that, you know. And it didn't feel like they casted right in Muppets from Space. It's because this was one where they were, because everyone's knowing, you know, there's the Muppet movie where they're themselves, mm-hmm. right? And that's what this was, but it just was not well written. The, the problem, because the beginning was kind of funny when they were all in the house getting ready. That's true. I, I think that fit a lot of their personalities pretty well. You got Beaker with like a the Q-tip and it goes all the way through his head. That did make me laugh. <laughs> and Fozzie taking a shower in a whole rain suit. I'm like, what in the world is going on? Animal- it really, yeah, yeah. It really was when they started diving into the alien portion of it. Yeah, I, I think Muppets do well on road trips. I think we've established that. Perhaps yep. if that had been it. If he went on a road trip to find them, it would have worked out much better. Yeah. Go up into Canada. There's random things in Canada. Let's yeah, they could have sent him wherever, but if yeah. they just stuck him in a vehicle of some sort and put them on the road, I think maybe it would have come out as a better movie. Yeah, I agree. The message and the sandwich and the cereal oh, and so weird. Bizarre. So weird. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's let's mention the the that's the the randos the no disney influencers Uh none of them did well they were all straight to movie videos one of Mm -hmm. them i still want to i want to find and watch so here's the list yeah they did a muppet Mm sing-along they did kermit swamp years so i'm guessing it was supposed to be before the original movie they did the very merry muppet christmas Mm mm-hmm and then also they did a Muppets Christmas letter to Santa. So they did a lot of random ones. And then they did mm-hmm. another retelling. And I'm really curious to watch it to see if it's actually any good. And it's called, and it's the Muppets Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. The girl who plays Dorothy is Ashanti, I believe. No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ashanti. No, isn't Ashanti in that? Yeah, it is. It's Ashanti. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I don't remember if that was the right name. No, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if Ashanti is the right choice for Dorothy. I don't know. I don't think I've seen this, so I'm not sure. I I haven't seen it, but just what I know, what I've seen Ashanti in, she's a very strong, bold character. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I feel like I'm better than Dorothy. I don't (laughs) know. I'm curious what they did with Dorothy because I have a feeling she's very different from the original. Probably. If I ever find it and watch it, I'll do a mirror mirror for you guys. It looks like it should be on Amazon Prime. Mm. My quick Google search of this. Okay. I have Amazon Prime. Well, I I will. I will. I might watch that before I pick up my my hurricane from daycare today. Mm -hmm. 
and do a mirror mirror for everyone. Hurricane. She is. She's a hurricane. No, they're all hurricanes. They are. So that's the list. Those are all like the first six movies that were prominent mm-hmm. in the Muppet realm until 2011 when we get the revival of the Muppet world, mm-hmm. which we will talk about next week. Yes. Yes, we'll talk about the Muppets, the Muppets Most Wanted, mm. and is there another one? Muppet shows? No, that's another episode, isn't it? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we'll just talk about movies. the other two next week. Yeah. Sorry, I was trying to remember how we discussed. Mm-hmm. I believe all that's that how we decided. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They also they tried to redo the show twice now. Which we all do. There's Muppet Babies now. That'll be a whole other episode. Mm-hmm. Just all the fun things. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm. Let us know on Instagram or in the comments what your favorite Muppet movie is. Mine in this set is Muppet's Treasure Island. What's mm-hmm. yours? I agree. I love Muppet's Muppet Treasure, Treasure Island. Island. Yes. Perfect. Mm-hmm. We want to know what yours is. So get on Instagram, like us, follow us subscribe on youtube follow us on facebook mm-hmm. share our content we'd love love to hear from you yes please where else can they find us limitlessbroadcasting.com there's information about this podcast and all of the podcasts that are produced you can also find a link to our patreon account so your donations are super super appreciated because you know cost money to do this and if you donate enough you can be our third box and hang out with us as well on a show so we definitely appreciate that. And don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review us on yes. wherever you're listening to this at this time. Yes. Please. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys. And we will see you next week to talk about the newer Muppet movies. Yes. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins, Sammy and Ashley. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.